Welcome to Salty Crackers, where two middle-aged women discuss movies, books, things going on in the world, whatever crosses our salty little minds. Please enjoy the show, and listener discretion may be advised. I'm Summer. And I'm Kirsten. And we're Salty Crackers. So, today... I got home from work, and my two sweet angel children, they are so angelic, it's not even funny, um, yeah, decided to show how angelic they truly are. what they do? They want to kill each other. <laughs> so, yeah, angelic, that is a huge, huge uh lie exaggeration <laughs> exaggeration i don't even know if they're ever angelic <laughs> many times jason asks me if we truly have girls or if we had boys but what did they do i don't even know i'm like were you girls fighting the whole time i was gone yeah <laughs> i think it started off with my seven-year-old wanting to play with the kitten that we have and the 10-year-old not allowing her to. And then it just escalated from there because by the time I got home, all I'm hearing is I need to give her paybacks. And I'm like, no, no, we're not doing paybacks. And then it was just open her door and let me give her paybacks. Do it. (laughs) do it oh okay since you put it that way how about i come down and force her door open so that you can give her paybacks right so i'm thinking um no i don't think i have children i have tiny dictators (laughs) now i'm sure i can't be the only home that has tiny dictators trying to rule and battle it out. I mean, it's like World War III was about to happen. Do you have any experience in this battle of the stubborn blood? So let me just tell you, welcome to um, parenthood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I thought I was over it once they got past three, but uh, no. No, I don't know. Sorely mistaken. It's better with A. (laughs) (laughs) Because I had the trick child. Okay. My oldest, 22, was always so passive that I didn't have to worry about crap like this. Which is a good thing that she is so much older because these two would have eaten her alive. Like, seriously, like, oh, I smell weakness. <laughs> so like, um, they might have joined forces just to attack the country the of Sierra. Well, so let me ask you, do you feel like this is <clears throat> the difference between siblings and only children? Mm, I'm starting to think so. Only children miss out on so much. (laughs) (laughs) They do. Is that they're completely clueless to what they're missing out on because 
they don't have the experience with a sibling to be like, oh, yes, I know. And, you know, I think it was mom and dad used to say that there was a age limit. You could have children and then they were only children. Yes. And it's about four or five. I think they said six, but I think four years is really pushing it. Yeah. By six, there's no hope. (laughs) By six, they don't know any different than just them. Right. And at that point, it doesn't matter if you had 20 kids. As long as they were like six years apart, they would still all be only children. Yes. Um, Yeah, mine. Mine are awful a lot in that sibling way. And um, yes, it's funny because there's only the two of them. And it's so ridiculous that at points, even when there's only like one of them here, something happened and they're like, okay, what happened? It wasn't me. It was Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right. So let me think about this. The situation, there's two of you, it's totally a Hank thing, and you're trying to pass it off on her. It, yes. doesn't, it doesn't add up. Do you know how to do math? Because that one plus one did not equal two. One plus zero. <laughs> <laughs> because the other one wasn't there. Yeah, it's oh. it something else. I, I'll tell you, um, I wouldn't take that away for anything because there's just such a benefit to having siblings. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yes, it doesn't get better. Oh, my word. Like it kind of got better for a short period of time, just enough to lull me into this false sense of peace with occasional fighting, but it wasn't quite this and now they're like wait a minute I forgot that I need to rain this house I think it's really funny that they actually just were like totally honest like have you been fighting the whole time I've been gone yeah yeah oh yeah Yeah. there there was no trying to hide that um (laughs) I mean, it's to the point where I'm like, I'm not even sure they're dictators. I'm thinking they're tiny terrorists. (laughs) Like these two are out to just straight out destroy anything that doesn't believe in what they believe in. Well, yeah. To the extent where they're wanting me to kill the other one. (laughs) I'm like, no, 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 no. Both of you tried to kill me, mostly the youngest. Like that was the worst it was when I had her. Seriously, tried to kill me in the process of giving you life. Hey, no. it's not your fault that one time use of your uh, uterus was too much. <laughs> Well, yeah, so I ended up with a dumb body. So for our audience, because obviously Kirsten is my sister and she's well aware, I have a stupid body where 
yeah, it was made to have children. I have great birthing hips, as my midwife said. <laughs> you know, and most women would take offense to that, but I didn't. I took that as a compliment. So, you know, I'm, I'm built for it and I produce great amount of milk and it's just fantastic, except for while I'm pregnant, my body tries to kill me and the baby. Yeah, not so great there. And the first time wasn't bad, you know, she came technically, I guess it was like two weeks early. But it was the first due date they gave me. So I don't really consider her even two weeks early. She was spot on. The second one, and here I am, idiot of the year. I don't know. I didn't even know I was in labor. <laughs> like straight out, I went in for an appointment at 35 weeks. And they're like, oh, uh, your blood pressure is really high. We need to get a urine test. Oh, there's a lot of protein in your urine. Um, you're going to labor and delivery right now. As I have a two-year-old in a stroller. I'm like, no. And they're like, yeah, you're going into labor and delivery right now. So by the time my husband shows up, I'm like, is there anything we can do to make this like not happen right now? They're like, oh, no, honey, you're in labor. <laughs> I am? Yeah, you're in full labor. Oh. Okay. I had no clue. I wasn't having contractions that I could feel at least. Did you wear your uterus out in the short time you were practicing feeding? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I've decided, I, I've decided that, uh, just because it was like this for me, that it should be like this for every woman, but all of mine were back labor, all of them. And yeah. it was the worst thing oh, ever. Oh, I saw, I saw you in labor. I saw you deliver one child. Well, no, I was oh. there for two. Oh yeah. You, you were, you were there for Kirsten and, and Hank. Hank. Yeah. Cause I was in Vegas when Bobby was born. I wasn't there for that one. I'm trying to think. So. <laughs> and just seeing you in labor, okay, with your very first, I was 16. I was like, mm, I'm good. I, I, I can totally wait for that. <laughs> we're, we're waiting. And I waited so much. I was 32 by the time I had my first one. <laughs> That's how bad you scared me. Oh, it, it was awful. <clears throat> but, uh, so yeah, back to the dictator thing. Um, geez, so... Do you remember? Because you were still at home. Yeah. Um, when Neil and I, okay, when we were kids, we were like tight. We were like best friends, you know. Trouble one, trouble two. Yeah, we, yeah. we like did everything together. And then as we got older, like the conflict was so horrible. Yes, I remember. Um, and I don't know what it was exactly that changed but geez uh i don't know if you remember right the reason that mom had him go live with grandma and grandpa was because of how much you fought all the time and it wasn't like stop it you're being stupid it was full-on fist fights oh yeah 
Do you, I remember. You, did you see those? Yeah. Yeah, and I hung I mean, out a lot in my bedroom at that time because I just didn't want to be around it. Oh, it was ugly. Yes. Um, and I honestly, I don't know what Neil was trying to achieve in the fistfights. I was full on trying to break his nose. Like that was my objective. <laughs> Dang. Right. It was, it was so bad and it was not like a slapping. No, no. It was never slapping with you. Oh no. Regardless of who you were fighting. No. (laughs) I'm well aware. Right. And the, the fists were flying on both sides and mom would start like screaming and like crying. And then I'd be like, look what you did to her. (laughs) <laughs> it was his fault not yours well of course it was his fault <laughs> what the heck what did you well, think well i know he liked to push buttons even as an adult it was just something he's like i know it's terrible but i love it what oh yeah he, he said admitted. that out loud yes in front of a person that could be a witness his wife and me and there may what have been other adults what? Oh my goodness. Yeah. See? Told you it wasn't my fault. It oh, right. Fault. Because you are just so sweet and angelic like yeah. my kids. Well, let me just tell you this. <laughs> if I didn't have people intentionally, because he wasn't the only one, the older sister did it too. Yeah. If they didn't intentionally press my buttons, guess who wouldn't be so explosive? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I said as. As. Okay. Sorry. I did miss that very important two-letter word. Yeah. I wouldn't be as explosive. So, yeah. You know. Well, see, I never did anything to you, and you still freaked out on me. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Do you not remember? I would cry. Maybe you didn't, because I didn't want you to see that. But I felt so bad after I would beat you up that I would cry. And feel horrible. So I stopped beating you up. Until my first wedding. Well, that doesn't count. Because <laughs> you were pregnant. <laughs> and you were pushing my buttons. Okay. So, yeah. Um, don't you remember when I started just, instead of hitting you, I would pin you down and blow up your nose? <laughs> yes. Okay, what was better? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Me blowing up your nose. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, he, oh my goodness. It, it, so we had to be separated because after, I don't know, the umpteenth fist fight, I'm like, that's it. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm leaving. I'm moving out. And I think mom knew it had to stop because she was like no you need your mother more at this age and i know that neil felt really horrible about that he felt like he wasn't yeah but that wasn't it at all and quite honestly i think it probably worked out better for him too oh yeah he got to be an only child which he loved right and spoiled up the yin yang and you know he because of grandpa neil went on a mission (laughs) (laughs) 
kind of backfired on grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I, I just think that uh, that whole sibling thing is, is an amazing situation all the way around, even with the fighting. Um, you know, my Hank and Bobby, they're my two youngest and they're only 13 and a half months apart. Yeah. I you know, twins. Right. I know some people, their kids are like nine months apart and I'm like, Oh my, yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I thought that that was ridiculous with the 13 and a half months apart, but geez, um, they've been the best of friends and the worst of enemies all rolled up into one their entire lives. Oh, like us. <clears throat> yeah. And, but luckily we got past the worst enemies. Right. And they will too. Um, but Honestly, I had to treat them like twins. You couldn't not ever. I mean, like when baby baby Bobby was brand new, but uh, two years old, you, you mm-hmm. couldn't. You couldn't separate the age. You couldn't. Um, their father came home with a Tonka truck for Hank. Mm-hmm. And Bobby goes, where's mine? So they had to go back to town and get her one. Yeah. And they would play dolls. And... You know, they, they literally would play anything and everything together. Mm-hmm. There was no like weirdness that they both had a baby doll, you know, and they're like, here, grandma, you babysit. And I'm sitting there on the couch <laughs> with two baby dolls. <laughs> they take off, get distracted, play something else. <laughs> oh, I remember that game with you. Uh, I was actually. <laughs> Audience, here's another little story about us. <laughs> I feel bad about that to this day. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so this is before I was even in school, maybe preschool, <laughs> but absolutely like five or younger. And we would play house. And Kirsten's <laughs> like, okay, you be the mom. No, 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 you be the dad. I'll be the mom. So she wanted to be the the stay-at-home mom, and she would send me off to work. And I'd come back, she's like, "Uh, no, I'm not done cleaning. And Kirsten would literally be cleaning the house. So I would leave for a little bit and come right back, and she's like, I'm not done. Go back to work. And got to the point where I'm just like, and we're done. So I'd have to go off and find my own thing to do. I was going to ask if you remember that. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> and I'm airing our dirty laundry right now. Oh, oh I loved cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can come over to my house. I need some help. My whole life, I've loved <laughs> cleaning. Yeah. So, uh, um, my childhood was almost like an only child because <laughs> my sister, who was the closest in age to me, wouldn't play with me. And we played. I just got distracted. <laughs> what are you talking about? We played. Okay, you're the husband. Go to work. <laughs> and that was it. Because I was always just being shipped off to work and I did nothing. Like a good husband. Why can't oh you just be a good husband? No! A good husband is involved. We didn't have kids. Oh, 
So once my kids are out of the house, I'm to expect my husband to just like leave me alone? Yes, if he's a good no. husband. <laughs> no, because we're best friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. <sighs> I no. had such a boring childhood. Whatever. <laughs> You're full of crap. Uh, I still have to give you grief. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best birthday presents I ever got what? as a child was that like toy cleaning set that had an actual broom and dustpan and all that. <laughs> that was the best. I used that legitimately on the house. Uh, that was <laughs> yeah. See, and I got one, like a broom. There may have been a little bit more to it, but I remember the broom for Savannah when she was younger. And she would use it, but then it ended up just being like twirled around in the air in my kitchen. And it's like, yeah, that's gone. No, 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 no. That does not go in the air. Because my kids don't ever play with anything the way it's meant to be used. Weird. Drives me crazy. Um, yeah, Hank's a little dictator and, and I, I don't like it. And unfortunately, I have a feeling it has to do with the example he was given okay growing up is what a man does and i had the little quotation marks with my fingers there um yeah he is so lazy and it's getting a little bit better not much he's hungry he wants a sandwich mom make me a sandwich i'm like make your own sandwich nope and then he'll he's a little manipulator on top of it so then he's like bobby you make the best sandwiches. Will you make me a sandwich? And so she does. Oh. Bobby, don't make me anything. <laughs> yeah. So frustrating. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And he's still kind of like that. Now he'll go down and like heat up a can of chili or something. Which doesn't sound like much, but that's huge steps for him. Oh, I yeah. get it. He wouldn't do anything. Quesadillas, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's two tortillas with some cheese in the middle and you microwave it. No, it's too much for him. So he's like a little dictator manipulator. <sighs> Paul was fucking around gallons of water and stuff when he was two. <laughs> so was Savannah because I was so sick when I was pregnant with Rebecca that at two years old, she'd have to like go to the fridge and yank out a gallon of milk and then bring me her sippy cup and I would pour it and she'd have to go put it back. And I just couldn't even get out of the recliner. I felt horrible. Yeah. When you said that you were, she had to do it. I was thinking there was a time Bobby was like a year and a half old and I'm thinking for some reason I couldn't lift her. I think what it was was when I got the second bulge disc and I wasn't supposed to be lifting over 10 pounds. Yeah. And so I had a minivan at the time and she, I had to make her crawl into the minivan and then crawl into her car seat. I mean, she was walking. Yeah. So she could but, do it. Right. And, and I couldn't even pick up my own child, you know, my youngest. Right. And then I'd strap her into her car seat, but I couldn't lift her, but that was different. Um, 
but that's what it triggered a memory of that. Yeah. You know, there just comes times in life where kids have to figure it out. Some have to do it younger. And I'm trying so hard to keep this kid as a functioning human being, but right. the little terrorist that she is like, man, she'll hold me hostage and won't let me go for anything until she gets her demands. Well, that was so funny that may uh, do it now. So I can <laughs> give my paybacks. <laughs> Cause I was on the phone with you. I'm like, what is she screaming at you about? Yeah. Do it now. And you're like, oh, so she can get paybacks. I said, what does she want you to do? Open Savannah's door. I'm like, <laughs> she was in the background. She's like, no! oh, and she can be so loud. I think, I think the devil possessed her at that moment. <laughs> like, Has it oh, ever no, left? This little girl has got the, the anger and the this little girl i i don't even know it's like it's black and white for her and so she is either the nicest sweetest little girl or she is just pure evil <sighs> and there's no in between <laughs> so my way to try to like get rid of that evil is push that devil out push that devil out was by feeding her and she kind of got happier. A little bit. Yeah. Summer was all, um, I think she might be hangry. <laughs> when I asked her, she said, I don't want to eat. I just want paybacks. Paybacks. And I'm like, yeah, let's, let's get some food in you. Because I think you're hangry. And she's like, hangry is not a word. I'm like, it is. It is a word. It's you're so hungry, you're angry. She's like, it's not a word. I'm like, hey, even better. Why don't you come with me? I'll get you McDonald's. I don't want a cheeseburger. <laughs> Why does Savannah get things she wants and I don't? What did she want? Oh, she really wanted a cheeseburger. Oh. Savannah wanted pizza. <laughs> And I'm like, I just, I just want peace right now. Yes, you both are like terrorists. And if I can just bring peace to this home, I will do it. I know. And it, it's terrible because I shouldn't give in to their demands. But sometimes you just need peace so you can record a podcast. <laughs> I told them both, you go downstairs, don't even talk. And so far, it's okay. Like, I, I've heard a gate, and I don't know if it's being picked up by the microphone that I'm using now. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, please keep the door shut. Don't come in. Don't come in. Don't come in. <laughs> yeah. There, there, there's something. <laughs> that reminds me. <laughs> I was just thinking, did you tie them up and gag them? And then oh. it reminded me, do you remember <laughs> in Round Mountain? When dad would tie us up with rope. Yes. Had... <laughs> that was the funnest thing. I know. I loved it. It sounds like it's we had so to get great. out of it, right? Yeah. We learned some <laughs> good skills. Do you know that I've done that to my kids? <laughs> I need rope. I need something to try to tie I, these girls know, up. I, I, I've used rope and I've used duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> so that reminds me when... Um, 
way back when. I think it was Eric. So um, Tara duct taped him. Like his hands and his feet together. And I was, uh, maybe I used the bathroom and I come down the hall and he's in the living room. And he looks so pathetic. He's like, and Summer, help. And I had to run into the kitchen and try not to laugh out loud. Because <laughs> it was just, and Summer. <laughs> oh my gosh, just stop. And I promise everybody, it was not child abuse. It was not. It absolutely was not. He yeah. was taped up for like maybe a couple minutes but it was like kind of to teach him a lesson and it did not hurt him. He was perfectly fine. He is a very well-adjusted adult. I promise. Well, I, I purely did it just to be like, okay, now you have to figure out how to get out. Cause if you're yeah. ever kidnapped and put in this situation, you gotta know how to help yourself. Yeah. And they, they always got out. I mean, I didn't leave them unsupervised or anything. I know at one point I, I took, my dirty sock off and stuck it in their mouth and oh. <laughs> that is just foul. I mean it was I mean it was a clean sock. Uh-huh. <laughs> but honestly, like you you know, dad dad did these things with us. Yeah. And you don't think about it because it was just it was fun. You know, it, it was, was like that. yeah. Okay, now figure out how to get out of this. And you'd be like laying on the living room floor, tied up, and you figure out how to get out. There's no crying involved. It's just it was <laughs> one of the games he played with us. Right. And we willingly were tied right. up. You're perfectly fine. Willingly tied up. It was a game and we played it. But these things that we experienced as kids that were games, um, you know, when you get older and somebody puts you in a hold, to restrain you uh-huh. have you figured out that you automatically know how to get out of that hold from having siblings or from these lessons dad gave you yeah it's crazy the way we grew up because it was almost like training for self-defense in a very fun childlike way yeah so when when i was in reno and i was dating the first james mm-hmm. um I went to their little jujitsu, whatever yeah. class. With him. And, and then I would train with him and Chuck, his brother at mm-hmm. their house. Well, I didn't train. They would use me as their Victim. training and they would put me in a hold and I would instantly get out because having siblings put you in these holds or whatever, or you just already know how to get out of it. Right. There's, there's no control. And so these were actually like, and I never thought about it until those times. And I've thought about it over the years about how siblings, they teach you to fight. Like my first fight, I didn't know I knew how to fight, Mm -hmm. but that was all training from like fighting with siblings. And the same thing with those jujitsu moves, I automatically knew how to get out. And I, I guess a lot of people don't because they've never been restrained in, in a particular way or whatever, you know, and sometimes you don't try to get away from the pain. You actually just go with it. Yeah. And that's how you get out. And you like understand that you can use your body as momentum to throw them off. Mm -hmm. But you know, my kids and 
even when they were little, it was just so funny. They, they're little, you know, and I'm like this, uh, five, eight, 145 to 150 pound person. And we'd be wrestling around on the floor and then I'd like be laying across them and just become dead weight. Mm-hmm. I was saying, and this, this is what you can ask any of them. <laughs> You're alone in the forest and a tree's fallen on you. What are you going to do? <laughs> You're a tree. All right. I'm a tree and I'm falling on them. And now they have to figure out how to get out from underneath me. <laughs> so I might be a little hard-headed, just a little. And when I was dating my ex-husband, we were at mom and dad's and I don't remember what it was. Dad wanted me to say something and I refused. So I ended up wrestling with dad as he likes pinning me to the ground because I mean, full grown man and, you know, teenager, female. And he held me to the ground (laughs) and it was so funny because he kept trying to get me to say, and I'm laughing and refusing. And it got to the point where he got tired and my ex had to tap in. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, how's the tag team for you guys and not for me? And I still wouldn't say it. And it got to the point where they just got so frustrated (laughs) that they finally let me go. Huh? You <laughs> stubborn? What? A, a little bit, just a little. There was never a little bit of stubborn with you. <laughs> now you know where you just get it. <laughs> no, they get it from the, that angry English blood of my husband. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? It is. I take no claim. <laughs> Zero responsibility for that stubbornness. <laughs> Whatever. You are the worst. <laughs> okay. So audience, this is a legitimate event that happened. <laughs> we would have dinner as a family every night. And there's seven of us total. And we were in Fernley. And I don't even remember what this was about. It was something. And my dad was like, to Summer, do this or whatever. And she's like, no. And he's, he's like, then I'm going to whip you. And he had her by one arm and he's trying to spank her with his hand. <laughs> and she's like, what? We moved there when you were in the third grade. Yeah. And we left there when you were a freshman after my freshman year. Okay. So it was before high school. So you were in intermediate school somewhere, middle school. <laughs> and so he's trying to spank her with his hand, but he never got a hit in. He was like, <laughs> Like holding a rope and the bottom of it is running in circles <laughs> is what it looked like. And you go, then do this. And she's like, no. And so you go, I'm here with you. And as he's trying to her, she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Running in a circle as he's holding her armor. <laughs> and do it. No, I'm here with you. No, 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 no. And it just went on and on. It was this repetitive. Do it. No. And just this circle while he's holding it. I never got spanked. You never got spanked. (laughs) He couldn't hit. He could never whack you with his hand. And I'm sitting there at the table thinking, just do it, son. (laughs) 
and you did it. <laughs> How can you say you don't know where your girl? Oh no, got from their father. No. <laughs> That is a self-evaluation summer, and they're usually wrong. <laughs> no, I do not take any credit for their stuffiness. You're delusional. <laughs> well, well, my, my husband's wrong. stubborn, too. What? I said my husband's stubborn, too. I don't think he's like that. Uh, maybe at his older age, he's gotten to be that way. <laughs> do you remember that incident? <laughs> Yes, I do. <laughs> so you, you're not a little kid, but you're not like a full-grown teenager yet. And it was just like, what in the world? <laughs> and I never got smacked. That was no. awesome. <laughs> he could never land one on you. It was like, summer. I was sitting there just like, come on. Like the whole family was just waiting for this incident to be resolved. Before we can move on. And I'm like, for real. Oh. It was <laughs> ridiculous. But at least I didn't hold the family ransom. Yeah, you did. No, not until my demands were met. Really? Yeah. I would say that's what was happening. I think we were waiting for you <laughs> to be able to eat dinner. You were holding <laughs> our stomach at ransom. <laughs> So that was dad. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, you know, he he was making the demand. Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, what, what was it about? Do you remember? Nope, no clue. <laughs> no idea. And I'm assuming I never did it. Probably not. Weird. <laughs> I'm, not at all. I'm not. I have my standards of which I live up to. It's not a standard. It's a stubbornness. <laughs> it's a stubbornness to which you live up to. Well, think of it this way. It helped me avoid peer pressure. Uh, yeah, you were the one person that could never, ever, 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 ever be peer pressured into anything. Me? You know, I, I think a lot of my bad choices had nothing to do with peer pressure and everything to do with the mentality I have of, well, I'm willing to try it once <laughs> <laughs> and maybe again. Didn't learn the first five times. I wasn't talking about babies. What are you talking about? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Craig likes to tell me that uh, I've had like 27 kids and that my vagina is a slip and slide at this point. Oh my gosh. That's horrible. <laughs> the image. And that oh. thing just came sliding out. Because <laughs> I had like, no. I wish they would just slide out, but it hurts. It didn't hurt anymore. <sighs> I'm not having to... Oh, that's the worst. Back labor is the worst. Yeah, Rebecca was like two and a half pushes. Oh, that sucks. I mean, for me. For, for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's, oh, we're done. Oh, it's not okay. right. But then she but tried to kill me. This four pound, eight ounce little 
baby tore my cervix. I had to have two units of blood before they would discharge me. So is it that she tried to kill you or yeah. that you waited so long to have kids, your uterus was out of shape and old and fragile and brittle? How dare you? Like plastic left in the sun no. too long. Oh, she tried to kill me. It was my cervix, yeah. not my uterus. And it was her bony little elbow. Is that what they decided? Yeah. It was her elbow. That's the only thing it could have been. So what it is, is that your woman parts were old and brittle. You're so mean. Or truthful. I mean, come on. No, I was preeclamptic. And yeah, it was bad. Because you're old and brittle. Has nothing to do with age. Yeah, it does. Did you no. know? Did you know that I know somebody who had a son from her first marriage or whatever, her first relationship? Mm -hmm. Many years later, she gets married and they have another baby. Now, she was like 35, maybe, when she okay. had this baby. They put her in the geriatric ward. I know. Because of her age during they this think, So 35, it, it's starting to change a little bit. Because I was 35 when I had Rebecca. And it's starting to change where they're like, you know, where medicine is and everything, 35 isn't quite the high, high risk. There we go. It's not quite the high risk category anymore. Because I asked. And they're like, eh, not really. You're not really considered high risk. And then I had a low-lying placenta and I had preeclampsia. And, you know, she tore my cervix and her, like the placenta kind of fell apart. And I don't think they got it all out because a couple weeks later, I thought I was bleeding to death. Yeah, you probably were. And I passed something <laughs> larger than a grapefruit which they say you, you pay attention to. And that was right. in the hospital on the bathroom floor. It was really gross. Well. But they think it was placenta. Hey. Summer. Hey. Yeah. We're going to take a break because I got to pee. All right. We're taking a potty break. With my first one. Yeah. I was giving her up for adoption. I knew that. And had the doctor, I'm like, can't you do anything? I mean, I was like a few days away from my due date. And I'm like, can't you do anything to like speed this up? So he tore the membrane. Uh-huh. And I think it was that night. I got up to go to the bathroom. And by the time I got back to my bedroom, which was like kitty corner from the bathroom across the hallway, mm -hmm. I'd wet my pants go to the hospital with mom and they're like, yeah, well, you're not far enough along. You're not dilated enough. So tried to like sit there, but the, each time a contraction would hit, it would like hurt me in the back. Yeah. And it wasn't until after I'd had, I think it was Paul because they were all the same. And I had, I had Stephanie natural. It was horrible, mm. but I was determined if mom could do it, I could do it. Then with Paul, my back hurt so bad 
and I was trying so hard to, to just tough it out. And I was having mom rub my back. She's rubbing it as hard as she could. I'm like, no, mom, you got to go deeper. You got to go deeper. She ended up bruising my back really bad and she felt horrible about it, but it wasn't her fault. You know, I, I thought mm-hmm. it was something you could rub out. Yeah. And she begged me and said, Kirsten, please just get a epidural. So I did. And that was, that was better. Um, with Kirsten, you were there. I had the epidural <laughs> and it, it ended up being like a, what they call like a transition area or stage or something like that. And it just stopped working. Yeah. They put me on like, you can press this button if you need more. And it just, it wasn't t- touching it. And I was like sobbing. Mm-hmm. I remember. So bad. And then finally the nurses, I think the epidur- the anesthesiologist went and got the nurses and they came and checked me and they're taking their time and called the doctor, whatever, taking their time. And as soon as they moved the bed away from the wall, <laughs> my legs moved and I could feel her head between my legs. Yeah. And I'm like, she's coming now. And the nurses threw back the blanket and then they're like, we've got to get this catheter out or you're going to destroy your bladder. And I'm like, oh no. Right. <laughs> And the nurse jumps up onto the bed and delivers Kirsten. And I remember how I was like, <laughs> her head comes out and you're like, oh, Kirsten, she's beautiful. And I'm like, I don't care. Just get her out. I was trying to distract you because you were in so much pain. And I'm but like, I'm like looking over your shoulder and I'm like, oh, yeah, the yeah. baby. I, I didn't care. I just wanted her <laughs> out with the pain. It feels like somebody's ripping your spine out. Oh. It is like so horrible. And so once she came out of the way, it was like, oh. Then <laughs> um, with Hank, and I remember mom was like, Kirsten, because she'd been there with Stephanie and Paul. She's like, I, I just, I don't think I can be there with you again. And I'm like, mommy, please. I need you there. I can't do this <laughs> You know, and there's nothing that mom can do except just your mommy makes it better just yeah. being more support you know and then with hank uh we were all there yeah and we were sitting up against the wall and the ex was right there no you guys were beside me and he was back in the corner trying to get as far away as possible because he's like native americans aren't there when the women have the baby and all blah, blah. and i'm like they also crawl off into a freaking bush and squat under a sagebrush so you're gonna freaking be there so, <laughs> um but um uh, yeah with him they gave me the epidural it worked it might have been a little bit strong because do you remember me saying i was like going <laughs> like doing the whole like motion <laughs> and stuff, pushing i honestly couldn't tell if i was pushing yeah that's how it was with savannah like how you kind of bunch up. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, am I pushing? <sighs> That's kind of what I was like. Because they put so way like, too, it was too much with Savannah. I couldn't tell. <laughs> I couldn't either. I'm like, I'm okay, a- I'll visualize it. I will visualize it in my mind. And I can, yes, I think I'm pushing. And then you're yeah. like, am I? <laughs> yeah. Am, am I pushing? I'm t- t- trying to. You know, yeah, you've got the face going on, but you're not really sure if it's happening because you can't feel anything. You're like, is it just face only, or is it the whole body? (laughs) 
with Bobby, it was like, <clears throat> um, that, that labor, it woke me up out of a dead sleep. Five o'clock in the morning, shot straight up out of bed. I sit in there and then, you know, you wait for it to pass and then it would hit a couple minutes later, whatever. I said, eh, okay, I know how it is. I always go to the hospital. They look, they say, go home, wait till you're closer. Da, 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 da. So I ran myself a bath and I was sitting in there and I called mom. I have mom on the phone. I'm chatting with her while I'm sitting in the bath. She goes, um, Kirsten, you need to go to the hospital right now. And I'm like, oh, mom, you know how it is. They always send me back saying I'm not dilated enough. She goes, no, Kirsten, your contractions are really close. So I had to get out of the bathtub, dry off, put clothes on, grab my bag. Uh, the ex's brother was there. So I wake him up and the kids, we load up. He's driving. Thank goodness. Cause I have a feeling <laughs> I would have crashed because yeah. every couple minutes those contractions hit. And I was like stretching out in the passenger seat. Uh, and every time I would do that, he would accelerate. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to deliver the baby five miles into town. And, uh, Mom was there. I got to the hospital and I was like, thank goodness. He dropped me off at the hospital and I'm like getting to the doors. The nurse met me at the door with a wheelchair because I had called and said, I'm coming in. Okay. Well, when you come in, we'll check. I said, okay, well, she's coming fast. So uh, you might want to call the doctor. They did. And yeah. she met me at the door with a wheelchair. Thank goodness. Cause I don't think I could have made it down the hallway. And they get me to the room, your labor room, <clears throat> which I think is the delivery room at the same time. They've changed that hospital over the years. Yeah. And they have like the gown on the bed and I just start ripping my clothes off. <laughs> and they're like, Kirsten, the, the maintenance crew can see you. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> if they haven't seen this at this point in their lives, they need a lesson. <laughs> Because I only had like so long in between contractions. Yeah. And I was rushing to get out of my clothes into the gown thing and onto the bed. Yeah. Oh. And with her, the doctor comes in and he's washing. I'm like, you better hurry up and get down there. And then, I mean, like the, the labor is just atrocious. And I had asked for an epidural and they go, honey, it's too late. Because I was already at a nine when I showed up. Oh. Dang. It was an hour, an hour and 15 minutes of labor with the last one. It was five hours with the fourth one and 12 plus with the first three. Okay. So you like, bam. Yeah. I, I wouldn't done. even know for me. I have no idea. Well, with Kirsten, I actually went into labor at five and a half months. Right. And I do remember that because you were on medicine and every time you would forget a dose, you would start contractions, right? Well, no, what it was, was we were getting close to my due date and I saw my doctor and he goes, okay, go ahead and go off your medication. So I did. And the next day we were at church and I'm like, uh, so I started contractions last night. He goes, go back on the medication for this week. And then, um, we'll do it this next weekend. So I did. And I called you because you want to be there. And I'm like, so Summer, I'm going to have the baby on Monday morning. <laughs> yeah. So I drove on over. Yeah. And I went off the medication Sunday and had the baby Monday morning because I would go into labor. And it's the only thing that kept me from having her at five and a half months. Did That's you crazy. know they won't even prescribe that medication anymore because there's no proof that it works? Um, well, I just gave that daughter a hug today. 
Yeah. So I think there is proof. Yeah. And what happened was I took Paul to the Head Start. And I mm-hmm. would stay in the mornings and just spend like the breakfast time with him and stuff. And I'm sitting at this little tiny miniature table on these little miniature chairs. And I'm, they would give me a plate too, but I was sitting there and one of the teachers looks at, she goes, Kirsten, uh, are you okay? Cause I would have these regular back pains and I'm like, Oh, my back. And then I said, I think I'm going into labor. Yeah. She goes, you go to the doctor. And I did. And I, they saw them and they sent me home and then I like took a nap and through the whole nap, I would like have these pains and finally went back and saw the doctor again. And they're like, put you on this medication, Mm -hmm. but it was stress. Oh, okay. Yep. It was stress. That makes sense. Was doing it. It was the, the ex, the first ex-husband was creating so much stress that I went into labor at five and a half months. And had to be That's medicated scary. from that point on to keep the baby. Yeah. So. Dang. So, yeah, your kids were holding you hostage for sure. Oh, yeah. That's nuts. Right. Yeah. Yeah, see, both of mine totally cheated out, cheated me out of the, oh, honey, it's time. My water broke. Or... Oh, I have contractions. I think it's time. No, I never had that. It was, huh, we're doing it now, huh? Okay. How, how never... did it work out with Savannah the first time? Uh, preeclampsia. What do I mean, like? So, did... I was taking a long-term, I don't even remember what it was called, but it was like a long-term urine sample. So, throughout the whole weekend, collecting urine in a jug that I had to keep in my fridge, which... and Monday well it was Sunday night when I was sleeping I couldn't sleep because my head hurt so bad miserable so I called into work hey I don't think I'm gonna make it in not feeling well go to my doctor's office drop off the the urine and you know get talking to him so they take my blood pressure they're like yeah you need to go right now So I get in there and they're like, well, you know, we might be able to keep it under control, your high blood pressure, all this. Let's just do an ultrasound. And it's like, uh, you've been losing water. So we have to deliver now. No. And they hooked me up to, is it Pitocin to induce labor? Yeah. And, you know, I'm laying there for a while and I mean, eventually my water broke. I'm like, uh, can you get the nurse? Cause I'm wet <laughs> just laying there in bed. So, um, yeah, it, it was very non-eventful. Jason was facing me and he could see the machine that I couldn't see. And he was noticing these huge contractions that I didn't feel anything. He kept looking at me. He's like, I don't think that thing's hooked up right. Cause I wasn't making any. <laughs> faces and even the nurse she walks in she's like oh that was a big one i'm like a big what she's like oh you didn't feel that uh they decided you what's that i said if i told you that i hate you every day it's not fair (laughs) you know they decided for me that i was going to have an epidural so they stick it and i got yelled at because i'm jumpy 
he didn't like he, I don't think he liked me the uh anesthesiologist yeah but you know after getting scolded by the anesthesiologist you know he finally got that needle in and um I got my right leg up over the table and left leg was not moving no so, so the nurse had to lift it up on the table yeah I mean other than pushing for like I don't know maybe 10 minutes my midwife got called out to help the, another doctor deliver a baby and I'm on the table like what so the nurse just had me keep pushing and um Jason could tell I was getting pissed off because the nurse was like okay push one two keep pushing yeah keep pushing three four well you can't breathe when you're pushing and I'm sorry <laughs> I couldn't hold my breath that long okay I have this great big baby inside me and her counting to 10 was like counting to 20 and it just wasn't working for me and Jason could see I was really getting pissed off so instead of me being pissed off, he started counting to 10 for me. I'm like, thank you. At least you know how to count. <laughs> That's so funny because mom, you know, mom was there with all five of my kids' deliveries. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Was, I think it was Stephanie. I'd had enough of the back labor. I changed my mind while I was in the, the delivery room. And I'm like, I changed my mind. I want an epidural. They're like, it's too late. And I'm like, oh, and you see those movies where they have you push and stop and push and stop. And I was like, uh-uh. So they had me start pushing and I pushed her out on one push. Oh my gosh. One push. And <clears throat> mom's standing beside me and I think I was going purple because I was pushing. So she goes, Kirsten, breathe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, luckily my midwife came back and she was there to deliver the baby. Right. I've been yeah. like, wait, wait, ho, where do you think you're going? I'm paying you. I was here first. <laughs> Fuck them. Get back here, ho. Oh, I loved her. She was fantastic. But I mean, literally, I'm sitting there on the table like, uh, uh, and then her just like, it's okay, it's okay, she'll be back. I'm like, okay. Does this normally happen? Because, you know, this is my first time and I didn't realize that they would just leave in the middle of me pushing. <laughs> but no, she was totally fantastic. Um, yeah, Rebecca had to be born in the um, operating room because low-lying placenta, they wanted to schedule a C-section. I said, no, please, no. I have a two-year-old and you don't understand the energy this child has. I won't be able to do anything if I had a C-section. Yeah. So they made a deal with me that I could try to deliver vaginally as long as things were going right. If I started bleeding, they would stop that and do a C-section. Right. So yeah, two and a half pushes, she was out. I made Jason go with the baby. Ten and, and a half pushes. Really? You counted them? Yeah. Because Savannah, it took like, I swear it took about half an hour to push her out. And Rebecca was just like, pop. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's what happens when they're teeny tiny, four pounds, eight ounces. Hmm. Um, but no, I made Jason go straight over to the NICU with her. And, you know, an hour later, that window's opening. Uh, is everything? I'm like, you don't tell my husband anything. 
because, you know, there was a little bit of complications with me bleeding and everything. And I didn't want him saying, oh, no more kids. That's scary. So I threatened them. You don't tell him. Oh, yeah, they're just finishing up in there. And Jason's like, yeah, after an hour, I knew something wasn't right. But they wouldn't tell me. I'm like, that's because I threatened them. Right. Well, well. I needed the midwife to tell me that it could not happen again. Right. It's tough hearing that, but I mean, just think of it. If you'd had more kids, A, you'd be dead, and B, you'd have more kids holding you hostage. I know. I'm like, holy cow. Things worked out how they were supposed to because, by golly, if I had any more children that were like these two, I would be in an insane asylum right now. <laughs> so, talking about kids holding you hostage, what kind of a grandma are you going to be? You're going to be one where your kid, your grandkids hold you hostage? I'm no, not. No, but that, that'll be payback time. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I absolutely 100% adore my granddaughter. Mm-hmm. I am not that pushover grandmother. Absolutely not. And I will not spoil her because I want to enjoy my grandchild, not loathe her. And oh, right. so, like, she and I, it was so cute. Oh, my gosh. First of all, the first time I met her, my daughter-in-law is amazing. I thought my daughter-in-law hated me. She thought I hated her. Turns out that my son is the one that started that. I didn't know her. How could I hate her? And she moved to Duckwater while he was deployed. And she was like, I don't care if Kirsten hates me. She's going to have, you know, interaction with Hensley. And so she brought her over. And here she is, this beautiful baby with this full head of hair and I'm holding her and she's looking up at me and I'm, I'm like, like I have her out in front of me so I can look at her face. And I said, I waited so long for you. Cause I wanted to be a grandmother forever when yeah. the time was right, but have wanted and looked forward to being a grandma forever. And here I've got my first grandchild and she's just perfect. Gorgeous. The tears are running down my face and Nummy looks at me. She goes, are you crying? And I'm like, I've wanted to be a grandmother for so long. But I just love her so much. And because of Nummy being such the awesome person that she is, she and I have discovered that we absolutely love each other. Because I honestly thought she hated me. She thought the same thing about me. And it was all Paul's fault. Doofus. I love that guy, but doofus. Right. And so then when she and Hensley moved there, you know, I would get to hang out with Hensley and uh, I growl around with her and she's so cute. She's like maybe six months old or something. I go over to her other grandma's house to get her or something. I don't remember what it was exactly. And she's sitting in her bouncing chair. She sees me. She goes, (laughs) (laughs) but like, honestly, I don't let her get away with crap. You know, like I've swat her on the butt. When I went to Nummy's graduation from medical school, becoming an MA. Yeah. And she and Paul went out and, you know, there was like a graduation party thing and his sergeant's retirement thing or whatever. So I stayed with Hensley. The kids and I stayed with Hensley and um, their screen door, the screen had been kind of torn out. There was Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with it. It just come loose. So I was fixing that and Hensley was 
inside. And I was like looking and she's like got my wallet and she's going through my purse. I'm like, put that back. And she put it down and then she come back to it. And I'm like, Kinsley, get out of my wallet. <laughs> she starts pulling out my debit card. So I'm like, that is exactly why I don't want you in my wallet. I get in the house. And I'm like, I said, no, <laughs> I'm totally firm with her. But at the same time, we have a great time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't let her hold me hot. She's got my heart, but I'm still not going to let her be a little brat. So oh, absolutely. And what we're hoping for is come next spring, either a pregnancy or birth or something. I don't remember the exact time frame because I was not involved in the conversation. So, you know, hoping for a grandchild within the next year. Right. Um, the reason I say paybacks, because when Sierra would watch both, either girl, uh -huh. she was young. And mostly what I'm saying is, it's just a joke, but I want it enough to like make her wonder. Sierra wouldn't change a diaper because, because. <laughs> Oh, is that what this stink was? Oh, like, really? You went through God. one sister and you don't know what the stink is for the second sister? Really? So I've always threatened her. Yeah, when I babysit your kids, I won't change diapers because I won't know what the stink is. Or maybe I'll just lay them on a couch as a little baby and walk away. Or maybe I will put their head like through a light. What is it? Like on the ceiling, the, the cover, the light cover. She knocked Savannah in the head. She put a dent in Rebecca's head. What? Jason and I are enjoying our anniversary. So Rebecca was born just a few days before our wedding anniversary. So the first year of Rebecca's life, right? She's one, she's moving around. And we're out to dinner, and I get a text. I think I put a dent in Rebecca's head. I just oh pushed the God. phone to Jason. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I don't know. Somehow she hit it on the foot of the recliner. Like the wooden part foot, like a real foot. Oh, my goodness. Like, I, I don't even know. I'm like, I... I, I was well, babysitting at 11, and... For her to be 14, 15, and not understanding, like I said, you know, she was an only child and she didn't babysit. So I, I get it. But I want that threat to be there enough to make her question me. I'm not going to make my grandbabies suffer. Never. Oh. When you but said I want payback, to worry. To payback, huh? I especially thought you were going to spoil them and make him a brat oh, heck no 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 heck no i just want mom to be scared <laughs> see how you treated my babies how do you think i'm gonna treat yours but right. you know i'm not gonna be held hostage by my oldest i'm trying to not be held hostage by these younger two but by golly they're terrorists, guys. And I know you guys have terrorists, too, because I can't be the only one, and Kirsten can't be the 
on the other one. Right. Oh, I think it's a kid thing. <sighs> and then you get these people who make you think their kids always get along and there's no way. No. But it always is in the back of my mind. I see pictures of all these happy kids together and I'm like, I have to take pictures when my kids are being nice to each other. That way there's proof that they're not constantly fighting. Yeah. So I sneak them. <laughs> we went to the Savannah Calls It Juice and Candy store. To a convenience store. And the girls were walking down an aisle and they stopped in front of the Slurpee machine and Savannah put her arm across Rebecca's shoulders. Pull out my phone real quick. Click. Ha ha ha. Blackmail. You got along. <laughs> yeah. You gotta do what you have to. Even if it's just like I kind of look back when I'm having a really rough day with them. Look, okay, it does happen on occasion. Look, they're smiling and touching each other in a nice way instead of fighting and pulling hair and punching. Right. <sighs> Anyways. Well, you'll get the hang of this hostage thing. And when, the they, the when more, Rebecca well, turns 18 and I kick her out. Yeah. You know, yeah, that might she's be it. She, she's saying she'll never leave the house. Mom, I'm never leaving. I always want to live with you. Oh, now she's threatening you. She is. <laughs> it's scary. When well, Savannah was younger. Still really, she's still really young. And so like the <laughs> desire, like the whole desirable right. possibilities of being your own adult hasn't hit her yet. But believe me, it will. Oh. Savannah's still saying she'll never get married and never have babies. Well, just let them know that as long as they live in your house, they have to help pay the bills after 18. <laughs> and, and then all of your rules still apply. So oh, yeah. they're going to have a curfew. There's That's no why Sierra curfew. moved out when she did. Right. Because she couldn't and, stand the rules. Right. And, and okay. so just let them know that. And the closer they get to be an adult, they'll be like, screw you. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah, Sierra was tired of having to help with dishes and take the garbage out. Right. And that was the extent, other than be home at a decent time. Don't come in too late. And you and weren't I, charging the rent? No, because she was going to school. We made a deal with her. As long as she was going to school, like college, whatever, she could live here rent-free as long as she lived by the rules. If she was not going to go to school, she had to work. And pay rent. Yeah. Well, that's the deal. My kids will have to still um, pay their own bills. Like, mm -hmm. I will not have the money. But, yeah, if they live here after 18, they have to pay bills. And they still have to abide by all the rules, help with the dishes, help with the chores, whatever. They don't get mm -hmm. away. It's not going to, it's not ever going to stop. So, right. yeah, they will leave at 18 <clears throat> and um, be their own people. So, yeah, freedom one day. And that's when I'll get my ears checked and probably get hearing aids to help with my terrible hearing. Yeah. When so, Rebecca moves out because I figure there's no point in wearing hearing aids if you have a child who's screaming. And yeah. I expect that to go away when Rebecca moves out. So. 
do you realize I am so on my final countdown? Yes. Who is a freshman this coming <gasps> No. Oh, yes. Oh, Hank. And Bobby's oh. in the eighth grade. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Five more years. Five more years. <laughs> like, I love my kids, but I'm so ready to not have to parent all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm totally ready for just the quote-unquote stress of being a grandma. There's no stress. It's enjoyable. Exactly. Exactly. I can handle that stress. Craig and I will be able to go and travel, go on vacations. It'll be awesome. Yes. Yep. Heck yeah. I'm all for that. If any of our listeners have little dictators or <laughs> little Sorry, dictators, <laughs> please, you know, gosh, maybe we should start one of those those little on internet site things where people can like make comments about their little terrorist dictators. Yeah, I'm glad you um, combined that two part word a little faster. What terrorist dictators? Dictators. You you oh, kind of strung it out the first time. Ah, uh. <laughs> that's what got the laugh. Oh, so if any of you have little, <laughs> yes, I'm a child. I'm a middle-aged woman who has the mentality of a ten-year-old. Of a gnat. <laughs> Oh, but that's why you love me. Right. But we appreciate all of you listeners and how we're expanding. And yes, we're at 35 states now. I love it. Yeah. Fantastic. We are always on Wednesdays is when we publish our newest episode. And we want more people. And remember, guys, her whole goal is. To take over the world. Yeah, we're going to start world domination. domination. Don't say we're going to start with the 50 states. That's bullcrap because she's like, oh, look, we've got Austria and Romania and the Philippines. World domination is her goal. (laughs) She's the nicer one, but she's really the evil leader. (laughs) Um, Well, I'm a Capricorn. I'm very um, motivated for progress and. yeah okay i just have high dreams expectations of myself of you kirsten i hope you're not having high expectations and hopes of me doing much difference with my life because at this point i'm real old (laughs) yeah well we'll see we'll see but please rate us if you can, five star would be fantastic. Get us out there because if we have five stars and other people get to hear us too. And I was going to say something else and I kind of forgot. Spread that would the be word. World domination. Yeah, world domination. There you go. Whoops. Hi, guys. You there? Yeah. And All right. Huh? We will uh, be talking with you guys later or you'll yes. be listening one or the other. We'd love to hear from you. 
So that's what I was going to say. If you listen to us on Spotify, I try to always have a question or a multiple choice thing that you can choose from. We would love to hear from you. We've heard from a couple and I love it. So let's keep it up. All right. Well, you guys be good. Stay salty. Stay salty. Bye. Adios.